It's episode 24, season one of the Balls Up podcast, and it's Australia Day tomorrow, and I'm joined by Harry. How are you, Fraze? I'm well, thanks. And it's an Australian-themed podcast to begin with, because the Socceroos have just unveiled their new coach, uh, Bert Vermarwick, a Dutchman, um, and a section of the game you know very well, Harry. Yeah, uh, not a lot about the Dutch football, big fan. Um, interesting impo- uh, appointment in my eyes, given that they had... Ange Postacoglu, who really played this attacking style football, like taking it to oppositions, um, opposition teams, regardless of how big a club uh, country they were. Like they did it to Chile twice. Um, they they gave the Netherlands a, a good crack in in two thousand and ten. But to go to Van Marwijk, who's I guess under when he had the Dutch team and took them to a World Cup final, which is no mean feat, but he definitely had a good bunch of players. Probably, you could almost say uh, the next best generation of Dutch players since '98. Um, but he played very defensively, and he he was really um, lambasted, I guess, in the in the Dutch media for how he played four at the back, two holding midfielders. And I think that came up in the media this week, but I think I read an article where he kind of was pr- protecting that. Well, when you've got a player like Nigel de Jong, who's a world-class player, but not a brilliant uh, ball player, but he's that crash crash tackle kind of player. You kind of have to play in that style, and it worked for them. They made the World Cup final. But I just think it, it was weird for the FFA to go from that style of football and all that hard work Ange did over that time to then a possibly uh, what emphasis yeah, of the, what they were trying yeah, to do. And um, Johan Cruyff called their Marwick's football in 2010 anti-football. However, in the, on the, conversely, if they want someone short-term, just that six-month contract for the World Cup, and they want results with a team that you would say is probably not the strongest Australian outfit we've seen in a, in a number of World Cups, well, then maybe he's the ideal person to fill that short gap to get some good results with players that are probably not playing as well as, as they did maybe two years ago in the Asian Cup um, or three years ago, I think it was now. So it's, it's, I guess it's that balance. For me, if you look at who they had, I'll take Van Marwick over Mancini. He doesn't have international experience. Charging four times the amount of money plus taking wanted to bring 10 assistant coaches with him. I mean, what, what, what's the point of that? And who, who else was, was on there? Oh, Jürgen Klinsmann. I mean, he didn't light the world on fire with the United States after being there for a long time. So I don't think he was a a good shout either. What about locally? What about Graham Arnold? Well, I think he would have wanted to do it, but Sydney FC said no. Uh, as far as I have read, because it's the middle of the season, they've said no. But my understanding would be Van Marek would do the World Cup, then Arnold would come in. Because after World Cup... Van Marwijk's contract would end. Uh, Arnold would finish the season with Sydney FC. 
um, and then he'd be a free agent. Sydney FC would have time to find a new coach and Arnold would then take over the Socceroos for a long-term, probably um, a four- to eight-year contract, I guess, for the next World Cup cycle, maybe two World Cup cycles. So how far down the road are the FFA looking with this appointment? Are they just looking merely at the World Cup and then that's it? In my opinion, yeah. that's what it'll be. And yeah. is reckon that's based down to the current crop of players that they've got? he's got to work with? or um, Well, I guess... They probably want Arnold to take over long term to have the Australian replacement. Yeah. However, you got to look at the context. What if Australia does phenomenally under Van Marwijk, beats France, gets through the group stage, makes a quarter final, gets to the furthest they've ever been? Yeah. Then suddenly, pressure from Things the media, pe- pressure from the public, maybe he'll want to stay on. Um, He's only got this opportunity because he was meant to go through Saudi Arabia, that he got them there. And to be fair, they played quite attacking football um, for for a Saudi Arabia team. First time they made it in 12 years to the World Cup, he got them there. But I think then the Federation, the Saudi Arabia Federation, they wanted him to almost wanted him to live and spend more time in Saudi Arabia. And he said, nah, get fucked which that's his um, his decision, and that's why he's free. For me personally, I would have preferred um, Bielsa because I think he probably would have added a bit more. So if, if you've got Van Marwijk and you've got all these um, Australian coaches who are going to be assistants, probably, um, well, not so much gone bow now because he's gone to Wanderers, but... Um, Antic, no, Ante Milicic, he, he will be there. Probably one of the Vidmars will be there. So they'll have a team that will go to the World Cup to, to get that experience. Um, and it would have been good for those coaches to have um, someone of his stature to, to take over. But I, to me, probably... he. Van Marwijk was probably the second best for, for the context, which was short-term until the next appointment, not the best players or players not playing the best, get the most out of it while, while they can. So so what should Socceroos fans expect from Australia at the World Cup? What what kind of team, what kind of style are they going to play? What kind of team well, will we set out? Um, Very defensive-minded? or I, 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 I'll, One thing I'll, I can guarantee almost definitely is you're not going to see a midfield of Moy, Luongo and Rogic together. So if you're playing two holding, if he wants to play two holding midfielders, maybe only one of those players gets to play. Yeah. Um, and if you play three strikers, maybe, or, or a, a four, two, three, one, maybe um, you, you could fit them in, but then Rogic and probably Luongo are going to play wide. So Luongo playing a bit like a Christian Eriksen right, at yeah. Tottenham. Um, and maybe uh, Tommy Urich on his lonesome up front. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, only time will tell. Two friendlies coming up against Colombia. And who's the other one against? I can't quite remember. But that that will give you give the fans a bit of a an idea. Um, and as a Dutchman, does Van Marwijk smoke pot and eat waffles? <laughs> Well, they spoke to him, actually, I read an article in Amsterdam, so I'm guessing he lives in Amsterdam, 
but I, I can't say. So he's an addict. He doesn't look like it. He looks very... He looks pretty switched on, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, and I mean, they are talking about the Italian um, Mancini with his scarves. Could it be a, a Socceroo scarf? Or Van Marwick loves a bit of a scarf action too, doesn't he? Yeah, and we're in Russia, so it's the perfect climate. Yeah, exactly. In the summer. Exactly. Um, speaking of uh, all things managers, Marco Silva um, has parted ways with Watford after a very roller coaster season that he's had. They were flying at the start of the season, Watford. Still, I know they've only won one in 11 games, but they're still sitting mid-table. Um, with the kind of um, turbulent few seasons Watford have had surrounding their managers, have the club done the right thing by letting him go, or they fly the gun too early? It's th- This is the balance of the EPL, because around this time, clubs get trigger-happy. And I- I've seen the stats, the highest percentage of sackings usually come around the Christmas period, the New Year's period. Because if they feel their, their team's under pressure to be relegated, then they want to get someone in to have enough time to to free them from relegation. Watford are 10th, but they're only on 26 points. So they're only two wins above Swansea in last. Um, they have had a good run, but it did drop. And, and this is the thing. It, I guess it's regardless of the coaches they've had, they always seem to drop at this time of the year. They always seem to go on a bit of a slump. Um, have they announced who they're going to bring in to replace him? No. Not th- uh, no me not. personally, I think it's nonsense. I've got yeah. That's three yeah. managers in the past three seasons now that Watford have got. It just, it just doesn't make sense, does it? Now, Watford's official statement was the following. The catalyst for this decision is that it was an unwanted approach, something which the board believes has seen a significant deterioration in both focus and results to the point where the long-term future of Watford Football Club has been jeopardised. So that's obviously without directly making reference to Everton. Um, Marco Silva was quite open to the fact that he had talks with Everton or Everton approached him. Um, so they've just said, oh, you want to go elsewhere, piss off. Base these eyes off the ball. Um, and apparently he hasn't been concentrating since then. It's a bit like Harry Redknapp when the English job came up, didn't it? They yeah. had a big drop. He didn't get sacked, but... Spurs collapsed, didn't they? They collapsed, the missed out in the, well, the Champions League spot, even though they finished fourth, and Harry Redknapp missed out on the, the English job almost because of it. What now for Marco Silva? Because he was the flavour of the month um, mm-hmm. at the start of the season. Even though he uh, Hull went down... Um, to the championship last season with him in charge, albeit at the end of the season or the second yeah. half of the season. Yeah. He's held in high regard, but that's now two clubs which he's been sacked from. Um, does he still have a future um, as a Premier League manager? Or well, well, that's the thing. he shot thing. himself in the foot? Well, I, I think he's still got a chance because if you look at all the recent appointments in the Premier League, once they've sacked coaches, who have they been? Same or dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. Except for Swansea's Carvalho, he was Caraval, He was still in the championship, so I, th- I still think he's going to get a job because it is so hard as a new manager to get a gig in in the Premier League and the Championship. I mean, occasionally you'll get um, Bournemouth. Eddie Howe. Co- yeah, but he yeah. came up the ranks, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he brought them through from the uh, League One. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think it's very difficult as a new manager to to break into the Premier League. 
and because he has that experience, when next year, if if a Huddersfield or a Newcastle or Crystal Palace are in that situation and they sack their coach, who knows, he could be the one getting the call up. Yeah. And even even the, t- the teams that usually come up, so it looks like it's probably going to be... Well, Wolverhampton Wolf. are walking yeah. the championship. They're definitely coming up. Um, it could be... Who, who are they under? Steve Bruce? No, uh, that's Villa. N- no, yes, yeah, Steve Bruce and um, Villa. Villa's up. Yeah, they're under Villa, yeah. Um, yeah I'm so, not sure who the, the yeah, Wolves sure. Gary Rowett's in charge of Derby. Um, anyway, if they came up, lost eight games in a row, there's a chance he'd be sacked. Yeah. Um, and someone like Silva could come in. So I think, I think because he's got that experience, he still has a chance, but I think Watford a bit. He's still so young mental. as well for a manager. Yeah. So time's definitely on his side. Uh, there was League Cup action uh, during the week. Uh, we're at the semi-final stage, and Manchester City were too good for Bristol over two legs and advanced to the final, along with Arsenal, who beat Chelsea this morning two-one at the Emirates. Um, they're a good cup team at the moment, Arsenal. That's now four cup finals in five years that they'll be at. Um, so Manchester City versus Arsenal League Cup final. Um, congratulations to supporters from both clubs. Who do you see taking that out? Well, I think it was two weeks ago I said City would do the treble, the which, I don't know, did we find out if that's ever been done before? With the domestic treble? Yeah. No, I was too lazy to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> completely forgot about it. <laughs> I'll, have to do it. I'll have to do it straight after, but um, I think City will be too strong. Do you think making the cup final might give Arsene Wenger uh, just a little bit more time, leeway? Yeah, yeah. It, it always does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, he, he, he's a Jamie bastard. He always seems to pull a cup final out of his ass when things are looking really dire. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, I mean, they beat Chelsea. Before that, they beat West Ham. Before that, they beat Norwich. Before that, they beat... Who did they play earlier? They smashed up Palace Don, just last week. Doncaster, Rovers, um, and they also beat... I mean, that would have been the first round they would have played, actually. So, I mean, it hasn't been the hardest run, but Chelsea are in a bit of form. Um, and to to beat them uh, is a good effort. Like, yeah. cons- you- considering Man City played Bristol. Yeah. No, no offence to Bristol. They're, they've been doing really well this season. Yeah, and a great effort, too. Mm. Losing 2-1 and 3-2 in both yeah. games. It's and, an and the second effort. game... De Bruyne scored in the 96th minute? Yeah, that it was 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, they, so, they were pushing to try and take it to extra time, Bristol. Yeah, yeah so they, they did really well. But it's it's funny because you've got Arsenal fans going, Sanchez is not going anywhere, rah, rah, rah. And then he goes and then suddenly they're in a cup final. So yeah. it, it, it's literally a, a roller coaster. It's a funny it? old game, isn't it? Um, do you think Arsenal are actually in a better shape now? Despite their star player leaving, do you think it's actually better for for the club long term well, not to you, have such a difficult, slimy little character yeah. in your dressing room? Well, you and Fedders were talking about that last week, saying that some some players in the dressing room would have been happy to drive into the airport to go to United. Um, it, it's it's an interesting thing because it's always just rumours, isn't it? Unless you're a player or you, you know someone who's a player and good friends, you, you, you can't really know what someone's like. 
And I guess why Arsenal fans like Sanchez is because when he's on the field, he always looks like he he's giving a hundred percent. But as some would argue, it's not always what the team needs or yeah. is looking for. He's kind of I guess gets that free reign. So you're saying on the record in a public domain that Sanchez is a weasel behind closed doors. <laughs> hey, I, I I didn't say that, but. I, I, I'm saying I don't know what like he would it. be like. It sounds like that's what you're implying. He's but, a slimy little character. But but it's interesting. If he was like that, then I kind of get the feeling that Guardiola would have nothing would to have do with him yeah. and wouldn't try and buy him yeah. if he was. It does seem odd that they were both at Barcelona at the same time and then Man City would... Because he was the one that sold Sanchez. It yeah. seemed, always seemed a bit odd that he'd want to buy him back at Man City. Yeah, as a twenty-nine-year-old too, not, not a young kid who's you know who's matured a bit. He's he's twenty-nine years old. He's probably just getting to pass his peak. Yeah. Would you say? And and it's not like sit Arsenal are coming second, five points behind City. Let's buy their best striker so they they, they can't put pressure on us for the title. Um, Arsenal are doing quite well, but they're they're not. They're not direct rivals at the moment for no. City. I still think uh, the swap for Mkhitaryan is probably not what they need. Um, having said that, Mkhitaryan walked early on the season, first 10 games, he was probably the leading. He had five assists in, in like eight games or something, so he was on fire at the start of the season. If he can combine with Ozil... And um, and set up Lacazette, well, it, it could work brilliantly for them. But at the moment, I think losing someone like Sanchez, you really need a, a striker. And now they're talking that Aubameyang might only come if Giroud then goes on loan. The other way, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, which... apparently his missus isn't too happy about, yeah. it, about moving to Dortmund. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think the story was she didn't want to go to Manchester or she didn't want to leave London for another club um, when offers came in. That's why they he stayed at Arsenal. And uh, Dortmund's definitely not going to be like London. Never been there. I'm sure it's a lovely place, but it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to be uh, as nice as London. No, it's... not many places. I, I can't blame her, actually. Yeah. Mrs. Giroud. So, gun to head. City, City win that easy. Yeah. Um, Leeds United. <laughs> One of the proudest clubs in England, former home of Harry Kuehl and Mike Baduka, um, have recently had a badge change. Bless. The, the club announced that they consulted over 10,000 fans over the badge. Yeah. And they were confident that they arrived at a great new design. Um, it's had horrendous backlash from everyone, <sighs> not just Leeds fans, from the wider football community. Um, what do you make of it? Because to me, it looks like... Have you ever seen those cheap football manager apps you download on yeah, your phone? Yes, and yes. And you, the team logos that come yeah. up? It looks like one of those to me. It does. It's fucking awful. It's... As you said, a team steeped in history. There's no history in in that logo. It's it's cheap. It, it's not modern. It's cheap. I mean... It's, I guess it might apply to the lads, yeah. The chavs, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> with the bum bags. Yeah, they just kind just, of turn their back on yeah everything ten, that's good about that club, haven't they? 
when, when they spoke to 10,000 people. Yeah, who the fuck they speak to? Like yeah. 19 year olds on a Friday night, some dingy nightclub. I know. I, I, see, this is this is the balance where I'm, I'm going in my head. I've gone, did they talk to 10,000 people about what they believe the club's um, values are and what the club stands for and then have made a logo and not shown any of those people and just said, all right, this is it. Yeah. The board's decided this is it. Yeah. Or have they spoken to them, then come up with a few ideas, taken those ideas about what the values looks like, and then those people have said, yeah, we like, we've picked this one. I don't think it was the latter. I think it was the first one. Yeah. I think they've spoken and, yeah, hand on the heart, we've sp- uh, leads till I die, whatever. We, we've, we've gone from Champions League football all the way down to what they were... They went to League One. League and then, One, and then they're yeah. on their way back up. And and for for teams to see that sudden and dramatic drop and still stick with them, that logo does show it. But it looks stupid and cheap. <laughs> like surely, surely they could have come with a more creative way to show that yes, we love Leeds and we'll stick through them. Through thick and thin, thin, but not with a bloody Gaviscon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heartburn logo. Well, the, the club quickly announced that they're now open for discussions to once again um, reopen talks over the badge. Oh, you have to. And try and get a change. You can't. And I mean, I got a logo made recently on, on Fiverr. It cost me 30 bucks. And yours is better. And they thought <laughs> they would have invested thousands of dollars exactly. into it. Who have they got? They should have just jumped on Fiverr, and I'm sure I'm sure you'll get lots of submissions from graphic designer fans. I would have like this is better, and then suddenly everyone will be sharing it on Facebook in the next week on social media, saying, "Yeah, we prefer that one. We prefer that one." But yeah. yeah, it's got to go. So you're you're a Leeds board executive. It's you're you're, go. you're what reverting back to the old one? Oh, I I would revert back to the old one. Or if you want to update, it's got to be something different. I, I guess for the old one, we're just looking at it now. The only thing you would wouldn't be a fan of maybe is the the font. If if you're going to update that, you can keep it the same and and maybe just update the font. I guess the same thing happened with Juventus. That looks terrible. Though. It does, but you, you can see it in a way. It's quite modernised yeah. as well, can't you? Yeah. But it hasn't. It's not cheap. No, like no. the hand. I much the... prefer the old one, but I can see the the angle that they're going for. There. Yeah, and I and I uh, guess time heals all wounds. Yeah, yeah. I was about now, to say over time. Already, you'll grow accustomed to that. Maybe it's two years since the new Juventus logo, and already I th- I like it more than I did when I first saw it. Yeah, but this one, it just looks cheap and stupid. Yeah, yeah. All right, and that will do us for today. Um, Thank you all for listening and have a cracking Australia Day tomorrow. Drink plenty of beers and um, hopefully we'll see the new Dutch guy, Van Mark, steer the Socceroos through to the uh, knockout stages. Oh, would you reckon they can quick... quick? Uh, not a chance. Not no, a chance? No, nah, I reckon they'll get... I don't reckon they'll pick up a point. Not even a point? No. Not even against Peru? No. I, rec- I reckon Van Marwijk might stick stick two things up to Nene Sayers and get them to the second round. Double down, second round they're going. Yeah. 
Wow. France topped the group. Australia <laughs> second. They'll get a draw with France first round. Fucking hell. Well, you've heard it here first from Harry. We'll see. So, <laughs> so you know it's going to be a terrible, <laughs> terrible load yes. up on no goals for Australia at the World Cup. <laughs> we'll see you next week in the Balls Up podcast. I've been Fraze. Thank you.